Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 53. I got a great show today. My guest is Andrea Kreiner, and we're going to talk about forest therapy, which is also known as forest bathing. I got a great show today, but before I get started, I want to tell you about a little opportunity. Um, so as you know, I do run a business from the road and it can be challenging at times. Not only is it hard to find internet signals, but when you're outside, you want to be relaxed and not tethered to your phone. So enter the Roadpreneur. The Roadpreneur is a community and a school that shows you how to maximize things like copywriting, content marketing, and systems so you can show up authentically in your business without always having to be on. And now through August 19th, the doors are open to the Roadpreneur School. You can learn how to blend a relaxed camping life with your business growth. So sign up with the link in my bio. And when you play in full, you'll get three months free inside the Road Premier community. It's a private membership, which I am also a part of for RV travel and entrepreneurs, where you can get regular trainings, co-working opportunities, copywriting support, and more. All right. Well, today my guest is Andrea Kreiner. Andrea, thank you so much for being a guest on the Solo Women RV podcast. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I'm excited to have Andrea on today. Andrea is the owner and founder of Red Cedar Forest Therapy, which is, well, I'll let you explain a little bit about what it is. But what I want to have you come in and talk about is ways that we can more consciously connect when we are out in nature. So thank you so much, Andrea, for being a guest today. Well, thanks. Um, we're talking about probably my favorite topic in the world. Yes. All right. And I do want to preface this interview by saying I did have the pleasure of going on one of these forest therapy walks uh, quite a few months ago. I think when maybe when you were just getting started with your business. You were one of my training guinea pigs. Yes. And I loved it. And I think about it often. So um I don't know why I didn't have you as a guest way back then, but I'm glad I have you on now. But let's get uh, let's start a little bit with your background and how you started your forest therapy business. Sure. Actually, um, this is my second career. My first was uh, 20 some odd 30 years uh, working in sustainability and climate change and energy, mm. um, looking at the big picture of trying to make the world a better place. And when we moved out to Portland, I decided that it was time for a change. So I thought about how do I like to spend my time? And that's in the forest. Uh, so, and sharing it with people and to take my big picture, save the world mm -hmm. thing down to the individual and okay. help individuals connect with the forest. I think when we have a, a really intimate connection, then we are more inclined to want to do the the hard work to try to save it so 
absolutely that's that's kind of my theory yeah all right so you you moved to to portland from i don't know where you moved from oh delaware oh okay from the east coast yes and and the forests are quite different out here than they are on the east coast that's for sure Oh yeah, you could not wander through a forest on the east coast the way you can wander through a forest here. There's all these brambles everywhere mm. um, that really block your way. But uh, out here, just the size and the magnitude is yeah. brings awe, right? Yeah, it sure does. Why why red cedars? Why red cedars? They were the first tree I learned how to identify when I moved out here. Oh, okay. So it was the tree I initially connected to. That's wonderful. So why don't you start a little bit about telling us what forest therapy is? Sure. Forest therapy, a bunch of people probably have heard of the term forest bathing or mm -hmm. the Japanese term Shinjin-yoku. All pretty much interchangeable. Um, forest therapy is based on the Japanese practice um, and Shinjin-yoku actually translates to forest bathing. And so what it is, is that the forest... Um, benefits us and we can go into that how mm -hmm. separately but it yeah, benefits I do us both biologically and mentally right physically and mentally um, in positive ways and all of these practices help us connect use our senses get out of our heads and into our senses right including you know not just sight sound hearing touch smell but heart and imaginal sense Mm. And in that way, open us up to connecting with the forest and reaping those benefits of connection. Okay, very good. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit what some of those health benefits are? I mean, I've definitely had a few women on this podcast who have left their traditional lives, gotten in their RVs and started to travel and have seen immense health benefits just from that but let's talk a little bit about the ways that forest therapy or forest are they interchangeable forest therapy I use and them interchangeably. okay and forest bathing um can can improve our our like physical health well there's two two main ways okay one is trees emit these chemicals called phytoncides um that's how they fight off fungus and disease and because as humans we evolved living in and among trees for so long, we developed a really positive biological response to phytoncides mm. at thus forest bathing. We bathe in phytoncides um, and we uh, create these specialized white blood cells called NK for natural killer. And that's on the CDC website. So I'm not making that up. Oh, wow. Um, natural killer cells that actually roam the body looking for stressed out cells. And actually I've learned since I took you out, I've learned more and there's been more research that they're actually seeing that the NK cells are fighting some precancerous cells. Wow. So physically immune for immunity reasons, we benefit from being in and among trees, but then also it helps to reduce our cortisol levels, which mm -hmm. is probably the same thing that's happening to people as they go out in their RVs, okay. right? Stress. So reducing blood pressure, reducing heart rate. Um, it's, there are a lot of benefits that come from reduced cortisol levels, but even more, um, one of, again, more, I've learned so much since we, yeah. Learned. Okay. Let's um, hear it all. Attention restoration theory. 
What is that? Intention? Restoration? Attention. Attention. Oh, attention. Paying attention, right? Okay. Two different, think of that. We've got two different buckets of attention. We've got voluntary and involuntary. And it's a little counterintuitive, but voluntary attention is like working. Okay, being in school, being listening to a teacher, working on spreadsheets, be, being yeah. in a call center, like all that stuff we do for work is voluntary attention. And we only have so much and we get down to zero. Why do you think kids stare out the window at school to look at the clouds, right? Their attention, their voluntary attention bucket just emptied. Mm. But why we should let them stare at the clouds is that by doing things like staring at the clouds, looking up at the leaves, the the involuntary attention, the attention that we're paying without even knowing we're paying attention, looking at nature, right? Spending time in nature is all involuntary attention, helps refill that voluntary attention bucket. Oh, wow. So, so, so going out in nature in the middle of the day, in the middle of a work day, like a lunchtime, is a great thing to do because then you can be productive again. Oh, right? wow. it's like, uh-huh. And I wish, I wish, um, you know, teachers now know about mindfulness, but to get this, this message across of let's take like, a, an attention break, right? Yeah. So we're not just sitting and meditating in a dark room We're we're heading out into now, one of the questions I did want to ask you, cause we're talking about forests. Um, is all nature equal? Like, am I going to get the same benefit if I'm out in the Southwest desert versus at the ocean versus, you know, in a forest, you won't get the fight inside, but you get everything else. Okay. Right. So all of the other reasons we go out into nature, in fact, I'm about to go on an immersion in the Southwest desert. Okay. To do, to do, because it's nature and forest therapy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm a certified nature and forest therapy guide. And we can get a lot of the benefits indoors sitting next to a houseplant. Really? If you start doing that, that getting to know using your senses to get to know this houseplant or at the window, like I'll work remotely with people who are housebound, um, get them at the window. Okay. There's that, there's that involuntary attention that you can pay using your eyes using your ears you know we can still that benefit of getting out of our heads right we're so from the time we start school we stop using our other senses it's all our eyes and our and our and our brains oh interesting okay but that makes sense sure so what we're talking about now is just bringing all five senses in to consciously into our focus. Right. Well, and not forgetting imaginal and heart. Oh, call them seven for now. Okay. Imaginal and heart. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what those are? So, um, your heart sense, right. Is kind of that intuition that you have Mm -hmm. about things, right. You open up your heart to things, you know, like you get this feeling, maybe you also call it the gut sense, right? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Sense our heart sense. Um, those, those intuitions and those feelings that you get. Um, so for example, you met a tree. I did meet a tree. I did. So you got to know that tree because you opened your imaginal and heart sense, which allowed you to hear the tree. Mm -hmm. Right. I write poetry with trees and it's not through those other five senses, but somehow the trees 
are getting their message through to me, and that's because I open up my heart and imaginal sense to them. So I want you to tell me a little bit about the tree, tell everyone about the tree exercise. And then I want to share what my experience was, because I think about it all the time. Well, so one of my favorite invitations that I do with folks is I invite people to spend time with a member of the more than human world. Um, Kathy did a tree. Actually, someone else, was it that day or another day that I went, spent time with grass. Okay. Right? I've had people spend time with mushrooms, uh, tree stumps. But um, trees are most common that people spend time with. And what I'll invite people to do is spend like 20 minutes. So it might be, it, they may just decide to do a sit spot with their member of the more than human world, or they'll use all their senses to explore it. And then eventually, you know, in a 20 minute time period, you're gonna sit with it, right? And opening yourself up to up to that and people have all different types of experiences and so yours was not uncommon yours is very common um, oh it not, was okay luck i mean common in a way of that was a very lucky experience and mm. a lot of people have that and okay. it's um it's when you get you you got out of your head and into into your into your senses and when people do because a lot of people will like just they'll be exploring that science head brain is still working. If they turn that off, they open up. And I'd love you to talk about your experience. Yeah. So I this was I feel like it was in the spring or fall because I know it was kind of a colder and mistier day. Do you remember when that when we went on our. Honestly, I think it might have been September. OK, but it was either August or September. Okay. So about a year it ago, cool, it was cool. Yeah. It was a cool day. And we were up in um, an area of Portland known as forest park, where there's a lot of trees and a lot of big, old, elegant, gorgeous trees. And so when Andrea invited us to go and sit and find a tree or something to a piece of nature to connect with, I just assumed or imagined I would find some big, tall, majestic, you know, old, ancient, wise, sort of tree and the thing that drew me in was the small really whimsical very uh haphazard almost like crooked tree and what i found and connected with was this tree was just a lot of joy and humor and lightheartedness and it was just like such a surprise to me and, and just so wonderful because I felt like, oh, this is what I need in my life, more lightheartedness, more joy. I don't need to be going, you know, to some wise, big, whatever. So anyway, it was really wonderful. And I, and I think about that all the time. Yeah, that's that. I, re I remember you coming back just with this huge grin on your face. And so it's, it's funny that you said that it was what you needed. Yeah. Because when we talk about forest therapy, people say, oh, are you a therapist? And I say, no, the forest is the therapist. I am just the guide who's going to hold a safe space for you to be able to go do your therapy. And the forest brought you exactly what you needed that day. It did. Yeah. And I think without the, the your invitation, I probably wouldn't have connected in that way. So it was really wonderful and lovely well, to do that. Yeah. So how can we, you know, as we're out and about on our travels and, you know, yesterday I ran a workshop for solo women travelers and there's a lot, you know, there can be a lot of stress 
there can be a lot of calmness, but there can also be a lot of stress associated with travel, especially as a solo. So how can we take advantage of the environments that we're putting ourselves in, usually a lot of times really beautiful locations to get the benefits of the, the heart and health healing? Um, it's, it's simple, but it just takes doing, right? So okay. what, what I tell people, and if you, you'll remember this from the beginning of our walk, we have this um, invitation called Pleasures of Presence and 20 minutes okay just go outside your rv wherever you are where you can see some piece of nature right if you can be next to it and touching it even better mm -hmm. but where you can at least see it and slowly first start by noticing your breathing don't have to breathe any particular way just noticing it and then slowly spend some time walking yourself through each of your senses spend a few minutes listening Close your eyes, spend a few minutes listening, mm. spend a few minutes smelling, right? Tasting, tasting the air, like sipping in through a straw and letting it come over your tongue and taste. What does the air taste like where you are? It may not taste like anything, yeah. but you never know. Um, waving, moving your hands, right? And feeling the air around you and then feeling the textures you have with you. Mm -hmm feeling the textures around you, right? If you're able mm. to sit in nature and it's safe, yeah. touch what, what you can, uh, get your hands in the dirt, right? Mm. And then what's interesting is also smell your hands because does that smell different than the air after you've smelled the, after you've touched the stuff around you? And then imagine that you're rooted in that spot, that like roots start growing out from you. And you know, let your mind follow those roots and what will they, what will they encounter? Um, and then lastly, gradually open your eyes and recognize, you know, letting things come into focus mm -hmm. as if you're now seeing them for the first time and recognize that everything that you're looking out at is looking back at you and welcoming you there and just spend time to really take it all in. You know, and it's nature, it's man sounds, it's things that are far, things that are near for all of these, for mm -hmm. all of these senses. And then if you've been sitting down, stand up and just move around and feel how your body wants to move in that space, mm -hmm. right? Does it mm -hmm. want to stretch out? Um, and, and by just putting your hand on your heart and feeling how your heart feels to be beating there, mm. right? And so it's kind of a guided meditation, but it's really getting us out of our heads and into our senses. Yeah. Taking it all in. Instead of emptying out our head, we're taking in everything around us. Okay. And you recommend about 20 minutes? 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know? um, the, the more, and it's really hard to do the first, like doing it by yourself, it's really, it's easy with a guide because then I take yeah. care of the time. Right, right, right. right. Um, we all have this like, oh, have I listened long enough? Like, am I done? Am I ready to move mm. on? And really sit into that and say, well, do you want to listen more? Then listen more. Do you want to look around more? Then look around more. Right? Just helping us slow ourselves down. Yeah. Okay. And that's something you can do wherever you are. You can do it anytime. I mean, you can 
do it in the morning. You can go out in the middle of the day on a hike, do it in the evening. And if, and if you can't, like, and if RV, like, it's really hard to say, oh, if you can't get outside, right? Yeah. Or have a view. But you know what? Let's say, gosh, things have gone wrong. Your RV is broken down. You're in a hotel room, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be a picture or a painting of okay. something. It's usually something natural. There's going to be a window. Look out the window um, and find something. Okay. So we can even do it um, on our, like on our computer, pull up a photo on our computer or something like that in an Instagram post we connect with maybe. Okay. Yeah. I can do it with a group of people in a closed auditorium and have a nice slideshow behind me. And so maybe maybe even if you have um, like a nature scene video that has even music behind Mm -hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Now, um, should this be all by ourselves? I know a lot of us do travel with pets. Uh, should we leave our pets away when we're doing this or can our pets be a part of it? Um, it's so cool to do it with a pet. And okay. It all depends on your pet. Like, so for example, I'll take my, my dog's crazy. I can't take my dog out when I'm guiding other people, mm. but I love to go out with her. And if there's a place that I can let her explore, seeing nature through a pet's eyes yeah whole other thing yeah yeah right it's a whole different way of connecting to nature and that's a um it's also can you also then connect more to your pet right because you know how like dogs will go fast fast fast, and then what are we gonna smell here and then they'll go fast 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 someplace else yeah and it's just it's a whole it's another way of connecting awesome Thank you. I don't know if you want to talk more about some of the philosophies or or science behind some of these theories. I actually just on my Instagram site have a I don't know probably a half an hour where I'm talking about the science behind. Oh, part. okay. So I can I can spend a lot of time talking about it. But it's starting back in the '80s. Japanese government started doing the research because they found people were getting sick and the difference was that people went their economy changed so people were working indoors instead of outdoors oh okay you know factories office jobs and that's when they started the research and so a lot of the research comes out of Asia but now over the last couple of decades there's been more research in Europe the least research here right yeah Kind of we're, we're behind the times, mm. but um, a lot of research has been done now in Europe and a good amount of research on seniors and the benefits um, oh. of work with now with like nursing homes and assisted living, bringing nature in. Yeah. Right? Okay. Folks who can't get out. And um, they have found that like patients with heart disease. Right. So the reduction in cortisol, Mm -hmm. there are lots of benefits. There are benefits for um, memory and concentration. So here you go back to attention restoration theory. Yeah. Um, But um, also in creativity. Oh, it helps us because you're opening your imaginal and heart senses. Right. You can shift paradigms. And so there's, there's, yeah, the research has gone in all different directions. Like there, um, 
uh, I have a couple of pieces I've done that I share with potential clients on like the benefits for businesses of their employees doing forest therapy. Okay. And it's benefits in, again, that whole attention restoration. Um, People are more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Team building when you send them out together, right? You asked about doing it solo or doing it with other people. Yep. And both is nice. Okay. Like there are, there are times that I love guiding people um, virtually where it's just my voice in their ear and they're someplace by themselves. And it's a very personal and very intense like experience on their own. But then I just guided a group of lovely women yesterday, five, five women, and they also fed off of each other. Right. Mm. And connected even they were friends already and they connected even more with each other um, Okay. through through learning the experiences each other had. OK, so this can be a great group activity. And so tell us more about this, this kind of one on one guided thing that you do. Is that something that you have pre-recorded, or is that like a live experience? Oh, it's live. I'm usually in the forest as well. I'm someplace oh, else. Okay. So we may be in totally different environments, right? Um, and I can guide guide groups virtually as well, where everybody's someplace different, right? Um, and so each person is having their own experience. Um, my first time forest bathing was guided virtually, like over over um, a Zoom call. Okay. Video. Right. Because Um, we were, it was probably during the pandemic. It was during the pandemic. Right. Right. So I was guided virtually and I was in Forest Park where you were and she was in the coastal range. Mm. And it, it is, it's very, it's very personal. Like, so as a guide, I prefer in person, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can I can feel how people are reacting, see how people are reacting. Um, over over virtually is harder to guide because I have to take it's it's hard to feel what's going on on the other side when yeah. there's silence, right? When I'm saying, okay, let's spend ten minutes noticing what's in motion, and then it's just silence for ten minutes, right? Right. Yeah. But, it's great because um, it helps the other, like I said, how you get a little antsy, like, oh, I'm listening. Am I listening for too long? Am I not listening long enough? Well, when you're being guided virtually, I'm not finding any of the body signals. So it can help push people past that edge to do the longer listening. Gotcha. So if people want to get started in with forest forest therapy or forest bathing one that could be one good way for them to do it virtually with you even if they're not in the same town as you right right okay that's one way that's great i can we can provide links if people want to get in touch with you and stuff uh, at the end of this and the show notes so that people can find you yeah that's and there are there are guides all over Mm. um and you know if they want to get in touch i could help them figure out who's around where they are. Yeah. So is this the kind of thing that like, let's say I'm traveling to the Redwoods, um, that would be good for me to like go and look and find a forest therapy guy that specifically works in the Redwoods. Uh, You know, I think so. I mean, I think if there's, I would look to find out who's got maybe somebody you'll have a walk 
then. So you can go on to the website for the Association of Nature and Forest Therapy Guides. Okay. And we're all listed. There's a map, right? And you can actually look at the map and click on people and then get to their oh. website and see, see whether there's that, you know, you feel that connection with them. Because everyone's a little different. That's great, though. That would be a cool way to connect in a different way when you travel as opposed to, you know, going on a, a high, you know, just a regular hike or even you know, some other kind of guided event. Uh, going on a guided horse walk would be really cool. Yeah, it's, it's you know, there's there's a time and space for all of it. Right. right? It's, it, I've had more than one person say to me, I will never look at a tree the same way again mm. after their walk. But, you know, even I will go on fast hikes you know, I'll run through the forest. Um, but then there are the times that I just need to slow down and go visit my friends. Yeah, your tree friends, your nature friends. friends. So that's a good, uh, that brings up a good question. Do we get the same benefits if we're just out on a hike or a run through the forest uh, without consciously connecting? Are we getting the same benefits? You're getting benefits. You're not getting the same benefits. Okay. Right. That, you know, anytime you're in the forest, you've got higher oxygen levels. Right. You've got you've still got that um, involuntary attention that you're paying to the things going by, but you're not connecting. Mm. Right? So part of it, you're not getting the nature connection. OK. And I, had, I had a woman when I the group I just guided said, I just realized how many things I don't notice mm. when I'm hiking. But my husband, on the other hand, I took him out. And he's a fast hiker. That's what he likes to do. He likes to go fast. And it was really edgy for him to slow down. Mm -hmm. It changed how he sees when he's on his fast hikes now. Oh. I'm constantly getting pictures from him going, look at this owl. Oh. He's himself nature boy now because oh. he, he see, even though he's still doing fast hiking, he's, he's connecting more than he did. Okay. So even if we don't want to slow down all the time, we can still reap the benefits of, of a greater attention span. Nice. Cool. Um, what about different seasons? So I, I, you know, I think about us connecting in the forest during the warmer climates. What about when there's snow on the ground or things like that? Um, snow, well, Pacific Northwest, we have rain. Yes. Right? And actually during in the rain is some of my favorite time to be out in nature and in the forest. And it's all a matter of making sure you're dressed correctly. Okay. Right. I I will guide people. I, I bring extra pairs of rain pants, ponchos. I've got it all with me. Um, because as long as you're dry and happy and warm, right you yeah. can stay out there and there's so now you've got water as another aspect you've got the lushness that happens in that winter weather when you're out in snow again clothing is really important you're probably going to go out less time mm -hmm. you know you're not going to go out for three hours you might go out for an hour and a half yeah right and it's just a matter of making sure you're safe and warm and dry Okay, uh, but all the seasons. I mean, 
snow you've got the little the tracks in the snow of the little critters mm -hmm. that have gone by there's so there's you know there's each season has a lot to offer yeah and the sound is so different in the when there's snow on the ground and what about a you know you hear also i've heard for years about the health benefits of being at the ocean the the negative ions they used to always say what can you talk about that at all I don't know as much about the health benefits of the negative ions, but I have heard the same thing, but it's, you know, you want to talk about that involuntary attention. Oh my gosh, watching the waves. Okay. Yeah. You know, my mother used to say her favorite place was the ocean or a rocky coast. Mm. And she would say just, it would calm her, right? So this, she wasn't doing nature therapy, but she totally got it. It would it would calm her and it was that whole concept of we're going to come and go but these waves are going to keep going mm -hmm. um was how how she saw it but yeah there is i have i have friends that guide at the ocean and there's okay. so much you can do yeah so much to see and yeah, yeah. and that all the you know talking about textures and feel you've got wet sand dry sand and water and rocks and the smells there too yes Oh, yeah. Guided a tide pool. That would be fun. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to sign up for a couple of your <laughs> upcoming trips. Snowshoeing yeah. a coast. Yeah. Great. Well, is there is there things that I didn't get you to talk about that you definitely wanted to share? Um, I would just say that, you know, wherever you are, you know, Google forest bathing, forest therapy and or, you know, contact me and I can help you find someone because it's at the minimum, people are really relaxed mm -hmm. afterwards yep. at a maximum. You deal with a lot of emotions and a lot, you know, mm. as, as you knew, right. You, yeah. can, you deal with a lot of emotions, but it's a safe place to do it. So, right. you know, there's a whole spectrum. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So as far as like what you consider customers or clients or patients or whatever you call them, is this the kind of thing that you could just go with you one time and have a wonderful experience? Or do you have kind of sessions that you continue to go deeper and deeper with people? I'm so glad you asked that because I just last month created um, forest bathing clubs. Oh, right. So that so it's like think of it like meditating or doing yoga, right? You do it once. Eh, that's nice. Yeah. But repeated practice is where you really get the benefit. Mm. So I created like three levels of clubs, which would be like three sessions, six sessions, 12 sessions. Um, repeated benefits, you know, because you just then you would keep getting that exposure. Right. And that restful relaxation. I mean, I'll tell you, I have a family history of high blood pressure. Um, mm -hmm. And part of how I'm keeping mine in check without medication is by okay. doing heated forest therapy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. As, uh, as we get older and whatnot, and these kind of health concerns creep in, it's can be great to find these alternative ways that's as right. opposed to medication. So Wonderful. Thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing all of your wisdom. Thank um, you for having me. I want to thank my guest, Andrea, again, for such a great conversation. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, the forest heals us both physically and mentally. 
It allows us to get out of our heads and into our senses. Number two, trees emit chemicals called phytoncides that help boost our immune system and lower stress. They can even help your body heal from some diseases. Number three, spending time in nature, something simple as staring up at the clouds helps refill our voluntary attention bucket and gives us better focus at work or school. Number four, it takes just 20 minutes to get outside your RV, immerse your senses in nature that is around you, get your hands in the dirt, listen, feel, get out of your head and into your senses. Number five, even if you can't get outside, connect with a photo of nature and that can bring about some of the healing benefits of forest therapy. Number six, this can be a great thing to do with your pet. Seeing nature through their eyes can bring about a whole different experience. And number seven, you can do this in any weather, just make sure you are dressed appropriately. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.